Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Welcome to another episode of Go Greyhounds. Callum Robson, James is not here today, unfortunately has fallen sick, but I am back. Happy to be with you, Callum. Yeah, it's good to have you back. It's been a long, long time, but um, eventually made it back and be interesting to see if you've, you've kept following the Greyhounds over the period of time off or whether you're going to be a bit new again. No, I've been following. I've been following on with every episode of Go Greyhounds, so much so that last night I even managed to get down to Cannington and watch some dogs go around for the second time in my Greyhound career. You were there as well? Yeah, it was very good. Um, it was a good turnout last night, which is always good to see on track. I think that's what um, Greyhounds WA want, people getting down to the trap. There's plenty of people drinking and uh, I think the palmy pint and punt was very popular. Yeah, the twenty-five dollar punt. Yeah, I got involved. I just forgot to spend the five dollars on the punt. So, um, oh, can you keep it? Can it carry over? I don't think so. No. So, but oh well. Um, that's all right. I won nine dollars. So that's a positive, and hopefully we can win some more money into this weekend of racing. Some big races coming up this weekend on Friday night over the four hundred five. Do you want to run through that race six? Yeah, so race six is a very interesting race here. We have Try Catch Me, who's probably one of the best beginners over 405 in box one here. Slightly wants to shift off at the corner, so that's your worry. But in this race, uh, Pajamas missed the start, so Try Catch Me should get room on paper. Uh, Lou Lee's a very, very quick beginner as well. We want to get down to the fence, and I think the big improver in this race and of recent times is Robust um, Spirit, perfectly boxed out in six, wants to use a bit of the track, is beginning really well and abs- uh, and got Lou Lee on the line last start. I think Robust Spirit can position up behind, try and catch me and get over the top late. So that's why I go. Um, Sunset Kodiak's been racing well in harder races, just box eight's not very suitable. So and Drops um, down this grade, is that right? Drops back in a grade for this race? Yeah, it's one of the, there's only three grade threes in the race and has been um, racing in tougher grades compared to this of recent times, but box eight's no favours and there's quite a lot of early speed to the inside, so hard to see where it gets to, but Robust Spirit, I think, should be around um, $6, probably maybe a little bit more. Happy to play that dog. So you reckon that's going to be the winner, Robust Spirit? I'm hoping. And that's a lot of Iwanak and Hobby Dogs in that race. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Um, oh, there's, I don't. It's not really something I look at. Um, <laughs> they're probably one a uh, couple of hobbies. Not so great dogs. He's got a lot of good dogs. We saw last night on track. He's got bringing out some pups, and one of them went twenty nine sixty nine first start over five twenty. Um, the changes keeps rolling on, and Hobby has some very very good dogs. Radio, let's move into race eight, the free for all four ninety. Yeah, very interesting race here. Um, obviously, you've got Quartararo, who brings very good um, credentials to the 490, has obviously trialled very quickly in the past over 490 near the track record, mm-hmm. has performed close to the track record as well. Uh, jury out on how well it's going. It's had a bit of time off, though, and Paul Stewart brings it back here, so you, I'm going to assume it's going at its best. I think a dog, there's a couple of dogs here that could surprise. Incredible Hero has the early speed to lead this race. Um, it's a dog that is a little bit hot and cold, but I do like it fresh into this race. Four ninety with um Quattararo, if I'm saying that right, a three-time winner. Yeah, Quattararo is probably going to be back in the field a little bit. It's probably behind Chopmanelli, Incredible Hero, and potentially Mauritian Jet. Um, so Quattararo is going to have to find his way through the field. Um, Incredible Hero can get loose on the lead here, can perform, and a dog that will be very interesting to see over four ninety. Mauritian Jet flies home over the four hundred five. Um, run homes are very very quick. Hasn't been getting the start right, which is important on the bench start. But if it does get the start right, like it has over four or five in the past, it can potentially lead this race. And I'd be very surprised this dog's not going very quick over the 490. So um, if the prices are there, I'll probably have... If Incredible Heroes double figures, I'll have something on to take on Quartararo. Mm, so you've picked race six and race eight as your favourites for Friday night. Why those two? 
Um, oh, I think they've just got the uh, classiest dogs in the race, the best racing. A lot of the other races uh, uh, drop off very quickly where they're top heavy. Look at race one. You've got Royce Minnelli, who's a very, very good dog, been racing in free-for-alls in the sprint final last week. Then you've got Kenya Bandito, who's all right. But then after that, it just drops off a cliff. So I thought these were the most competitive races and the races where you could get the most angles out of them. Are we seeing Buster over the weekend? We are. He's in Saturday night, so we'll cover that in a minute. All right, let's move on to Saturday night. You've got the Anniversary Cup, so that's the Saturday night event. Races, let's go start with number four. So this is Buster's race. It's a very, very tricky race for Buster. Um, he's not been coming out of the boxes all you that. You sounded so emotional then. <laughs> yeah, well, it's Buster the Brute. So. Um, he's not been coming out of the boxes all that well recently, so he's going to have to get his act together. Even so, if he does, he has Starbuck who wants to go wide in five to his inside. Um, probably carts him up. I think Buster could probably ruin the chances of Starbuck as well at the start. I have a leaning to Sir Monty. I thought he was back to his best last week. He actually held off Starbuck. Starbuck had every possible in behind. Sir Monty kept kicking and won. Has the speed to lead here. Um, the other speed influence is Sunset Toxic in one. Can be a little hit miss at the start. Tends to jump on the back foot and musters up. Um, those are probably your two early speed dogs. And then you've got the strong dogs who Zach Minnelli, Starbuck in historic time. Historic time gets a good map. Buster will cut hard in stroke time, can stay wide. Um, definitely one for your first four. Novelties could be potentially a big price. And jury out and how well Zach Minnelli is going at the moment. I know the trials are very quick, but race is a very different. He'll be finding his feet again. And he's running to me like he wants further. So I'll be looking to Zach over 600, maybe potentially 700 in the future. Right, so maybe not the winner for this race. Who would you put your money on straight up right now? You, I say, Cal, who's the winner? And you say? Sir Monty. Sir Monty, okay. And we'll be speaking to Linda, Linda Britton, the trainer of Sir Monty, a bit later on in the show. Let's move on to race five. Yeah, very interesting race. This is probably the worst um, race of the heats. There's not a lot of dogs that are like superstars in this race. Um, very tricky speed map. Kiss me, Linda, from one has a potential to lead. I don't generally like his Melinda off box one, though. Pixie Minnelli has shown speed in um, recent times. The satisfactory trial it had on Monday wasn't very good, though. So, jury out and um, um, Pixie Minnelli. It's a right coming from Adelaide. It had a few problems over there. Um, they've been working hard to get It's a right back. Needs to get the start right. Um, Fernando Starr's a dog with early speed and got a lot of ability. All zipped up to come across. Melly's got early speed and was a good winner at 4.05 last start. And Jackson County be running on. So um, as I just rattled through every dog, it's a very, very open race. If I had to put money on a dog, I'd probably go Fernando Starr. I think might have the speed to lead. The vacant to the outside will help. Stays relatively straight and has really good muster and can is very versatile, can lead and perform and come from behind and perform. I feel like this is a dog we also have come back to a fair bit over probably since I've been um, getting to know my greyhounds. Fernando Starr has been in some good form over the past probably six, seven months. He's always been in the big races and always seems to perform. So um, it's a very consistent dog, very good beginner um, and can perform in these types of races. Right, And you mentioned Buster before, but what's happening with Buster at the moment? Um, he's going okay. The problem with Buster is over the 520, he has to lead because down the back is his best um, asset. And if he doesn't lead, he can't um, rattle off down the back. So um, once he finds a race um, over the 520 that he can lead in and probably get an inside box, he'll be thereabouts. But he's um, tracking along. He's loving life over the 405. He prefers the shorter journeys. But um, unfortunately, there's not enough money in the 405s to keep um, racing him there. So you've got to step him up and over um, over these 
uh, good uh, races with good dogs, and it's not if he unplaces in this, he drops back to a grade five over the four uh, over the five twenty. So that'll be more competitive for him, and um, prize money's all right for the grade fives over five twenty. He should be winning. It's not about the money, Cal. It's about uh, Buster doing what he got to do. He wants to run and get a treat after. I know he likes McDonald's, doesn't he? Yeah, he loves he loves a loves a cheeseburger and ice cream after the races. And so do you. Um, I try and stick away, but. Yeah, it's, always, it's, it's often tempting. <laughs> a win's a win. Yeah. All right, let's move into race number six for Saturday night. Yeah, we see Sunset Spitfire, um, 10 from 10. Um, Some good form, you'd say, 100%. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, I always go looking to take this dog on. Last start, I didn't think it was at its best, but in this race, it looks to line up really well. Varian Star, Chevy's entry, will both want to get off the fence. They're both very quick beginners. Sunset Spitfire has a tendency to miss the start. It's always last off the map, but... Has muster like I've never seen before. Can rattle off a really quick early sectional. Um, we'll get the green lights up the inside here, which is very important, and we'll be winning this race. Now, if you're looking for the placings, Rambo's boy and Steinbrenner. Steinbrenner's, um, I think it's his first run over here. Um, I know George Frugia, who's um, on SCN over East, he owns the dog, and I think he's brought it over to and given it to Jamie Marsh. He has quite a few dogs with Jamie Marsh. It'll be interesting to see how Steinbrenner goes. It's a very, very strong dog, and... When you've got Sunset Spitfire rattling time out in front, you want to get the dogs that are very strong because it's very hard chasing a dog that's going very quick out in front. So you're looking for the dogs to run on and very um, are very strong. So I'd, for second, I'd be chucking in Steinbrenner and Rambo's boy. And what box has Sunset Spitfire drawn for this race? Um, it's drawn box one to the inside. So um, I actually prefer the dog draw on the outside, but the way this race shapes, it looks to be perfectly fine. It looks fine. to be okay. Yeah. And we, you mentioned Jamie Marsh, and how's the rest of Jamie Marsh's kennel going? I haven't been there in a while. Yeah, I think he'll be saying you stay away. I think he's got it's going all right at the moment. He's got Van Buren going very well. Um, Starbook's been chasing really well. Um, obviously, he's got this new dog, Steinbrenner, going very well. So I think it's all looking pretty good for Jamie Marsh at the moment. I won't be heading back there anytime soon then. No, exactly, yeah. Uh, race nine on Saturday night, we you thought might be might shape up to be a pretty good race. Yeah, we see Red Cap Minnelli, um, who I took on last week, and... Came on this show and said he he couldn't win. He proved me wrong. He looped around them and won quite convincingly, running really good time. It is tricky here from three, though. Um, all the dogs around him have similar early speed. So he could potentially be back. It's also a smaller field. I'm going to give another shot to Wicked Rhythm. I thought it was very good last start. First time, 600. Ran decent time. Just got caught by Red Cap late. This week should be able to lead a lot easier. And from there, should be able to um, hold off a Red Cap Manelli late who won't get right behind and be able to run it down. Some big races coming up this weekend. We're going to take a short break. And after that, Linda Britton, a Greyhound trainer, will join us here on Go Greyhounds. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Greyhounds brought to you by Auto Hours, 24-hour mechanical and auto-electrical service, family-owned and operated. For for more information, go to autohours.com.au. Cal, we are joined by a very special guest, a long time spending in the game and got plenty of dogs underway. Linda Britton joins us. Linda, thanks for joining us. Yeah, hi, how are you? I'm well, thank you. Linda, how are you? Very good, thanks. You had a busy morning putting some dogs in the car. <laughs> I have a lady that comes out with a retired greyhound, one uh, one of our old brood bitches, and we go for a walk every uh, Wednesday, uh, Thursday morning. So 
she's just come out and uh, I was just helping her put a, put the dog back in the car. <laughs> well, that's very nice. But on to more, uh, more pressing issues. You're back training. Dogs are back in your name and um, you're off to a flying start. Our Seabrook's been very good at Cannington over the 520 and I've spotted one at trials. Obviously, it's quite obvious, but Burning Passion, a very good trial over the over the four hundred five, running twenty two eighty four. The second dog has already come out and won, and then the the twenty seven sixty one over the four ninety, even more impressive. Not many dogs do that uh, in a quality trial. Yeah, no, they both go quite well. They're out of shared equity, so you know she's thrown some top liners in the past, so. Uh, and these look like they're going to be a little bit above average and uh, hopefully I'll have a bit of fun with them. So is that how we know that um, they're going to be above average because they're in your name? No. I was just hoping to get a couple of win okay, you know, that um, I had a couple of race horses, uh, one called Seabrook and um, one called Burning Passion, Burning Passion won two group threes over at Randwick and um, Seabrook won uh, a group one and a group two over there. So I just, at some stage, wanted to name a couple of dogs after that and I wanted them to be able to uh, honour those names and uh, and hopefully just train a couple of dogs. So it all worked out quite well. Have you got any more coming through that you might name after some successful racehorses? They're probably the only two major successful ones I had. So, um, yeah, if I did, there's a horse they're called Jericho Missile. So if I ever get that name, maybe, um, uh, yeah, we'd, we'd look at something down the track, yeah. Now, obviously, you do have the most training premierships. Uh, now that you're back training, are you going to keep it uh, relatively small? Or are you looking to expand back out to somewhere where you'd be able to compete um, with the with the best trainers there are? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm just going to keep it small, just a couple, just to keep my hand in. And um, Chris is training, you know, we're still a partnership and uh, and he's, you know, they're all, most of all in his name. So, but it was just, you know, I thought after a while, I'll just get a couple in my name again and um, that's all it'll be. Yeah, so I still enjoy it and still like being around the dogs and I'm still as much involved as I ever was. Sir Monty in race four, uh, Sunset <laughs> yeah. Toxics. Drawn one, Zacanelli yeah. drawn two. Starbuck to the outside is going yeah. to be a big fave, obviously, with using the track. So Monty obviously beat Starbuck last week. Has to be a has to be a really good chance again. It's a pretty tough heat, isn't it? You know, like um, the the quality of our um, our free to all dogs over here at the moment, it's it's really good, and they're usually all bred in WA. So um, uh, look, Monty's going to have to jump and, and be right there, but I think he might find it a little bit tough. So um, he's a very, very honest dog, though, and he's in form. So hopefully he can jump clear and um, go okay, but it's a pretty tough heat. And Fernando Starr, probably one of the more underrated dogs we have, very consistent out of the boxes, has a vacant to the outside. It's a right back over for Madelaide. Pixie Minnelli and Kiss Me Linda, also one of yours, drawn the inside. Looks a pretty hot heat with a lot of early speed. Do you have any opinions there? Yeah, there is. He's had a week freshen up, so hopefully he jumps a little bit better. He's um, he's a brother to Sir Monty, and they're really nice types. They, um, they're just so honest, um, but they're not that 2950-type dog. They're 2980s. And, um, so if everything goes their way, they're always thereabouts. And Veyron Star in the final heat obviously comes up against Sunset Spitfire. That looks a hard task, but um, obviously with the there's only three heats, the top two get through and th- third on time. He was very good last week, went very quick early. 
I generally prefer him from a wider box. What's your opinion? Um, obviously a positive with yeah, Chevy's look, entry drawn. The outside does want to use a little bit of the track, so I might get potentially get a bit of room. Yeah, look, same again, very honest dog. Um, and I agree with you. She likes it out wide, so and she hasn't got that this week. So, But um, she's always, you know, thereabouts as well. So um, probably quite not quite as talented as her two brothers, but uh, Monty and Fernando Starr. But, you know, she, she'll give it her best shot. And over the past seven to eight years, you were saying your kennels moved more into breeding. What, what made you do that? Um, look, I think it was so hard to buy dogs from the eastern states. And we had a couple of bitches that had performed well for us. And um, uh, one being a sister to Miata, which was west on Bluebird. And so that sort of started, started us off. And then we had Zellamar Fever, who was another you know, group Tem Lee winner. So, I mean, why not breed when you get bitches of that calibre? Um, they're both retired now and uh, living on, on living on the couch. So, um, but, you know, that's why we started it off and that's given us a couple of lines. It's worked out very well. Any plans to get some new dogs coming through? Uh, we've got pups coming through all the time. So um, the, Chris was up at trials this morning with a new batch and... Uh, so, yeah, we try to stagger them a little bit. So we've got a few coming through all the time. So um, And we're still breeding as much as ever. Mm. James was telling me, and uh, this is pretty new for me, but it's harder to purchase a ready-made dog. Why is that? Um, I think these days with all the different grading systems, um, they're, they're catering for all types of dogs and, and even older dogs. So, um, And there's more races on. So people are tending to keep their dogs and not sell them. And you tend to buy the problem dogs when you do buy them. So, uh, And the prices have gone through the roof. So, so I think, you know, you've got much more value in breeding. Mm. Have you got any suggestions for people who want to maybe buy into a pup? Yeah, I think so. I, look, I would, um, buying into a pup, if, if, you, if you're buying out of something that's well-bred and, um, and it's it's... Well related, you know, like I always look for dogs that its brothers and sisters ran ran well and, and had good form and and the sire's brothers and sisters as well. So and you look for the good things in the bitch and the dog that you think um that they'll match well together and um and, and always I think try and look for dogs that will probably run the five twenty and hopefully even further. Um, they're the type of dogs that tend to race on and um, you, you can have a good time with. And there are a couple of dogs that enter your kennel from Eastern States. Um, example would be drifting away. Are they dogs that you look to purchase or are people over east sending them over here maybe because of the good prize money that's on offer? Yeah, look, um, his form had tapered, tapered off a, a bit. He's owned by my nephew so um, um, and sister-in-law Angela Langton so um, was training him and um, so that was a bit of a, a, you know, send him over just to see if we can get his form back a little bit because he was a former um, handy dog. So um, hopefully we can, uh, he's coming pretty well graded. So uh, it was worth a try bringing him over. Well, Linda, we're looking forward to uh, Sir Monty going around this weekend uh, and good luck to you and the rest of the kennel in whatever happens for you guys over the next couple of months. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks, Linda. Linda Britton there. Cal, I didn't know that about looking for dogs who can run higher than 520. I didn't even know it was that hard to get a dog. Uh, yeah, it's very tricky. Um, obviously, I try to buy used dogs, but um, 
obviously you get one, but you're going to get rejected about 10 times. They're very hard to come by. A lot of people obviously overprice their dogs, which is a bit of a issue, but um, yeah, it's hard to buy, but they are out there. Yeah, Linda Britton and Chris Holtz making it a bit easier for anyone who wants to get involved in buying a greyhound. We are going to take a short break, and after that, David Short and Callum are going to give you all the best tips for the weekend. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. And Alexia Peshev. Welcome back to Go Greyhounds. We are chatting to you all things Greyhounds coming up this weekend. Callum will give you some tips later on, joined with David Short. But right now, we're going to have a chat to none other than a brand new owner, Mick Collis. Mick, thank you for chatting to us. Alexia, my pleasure. Callum, have I? Good to talk to you both. Thanks for coming on the show. Mick, you're new to this um, industry, the whole world of Greyhounds, but you do a lot of things on the side, so we'll, we'll circle back to that. How did you even get involved in this sport? Well, I ended up, one of the things I kind of, which we may come back to is I, I'm on the um, speaking circuit and I spoke at a at a lunch for the launch of the Million Dollar Chase, which is the big greyhound race over in Sydney. And they had a couple of the greyhounds just sort of at the lunch, just on the floor. And I was, I was quite amazed by just how calm and relaxed these dogs were. And I was just obviously sat and we were talking greyhounds all day and the people were saying, look, it's a, a good sport and it's not too expensive. So I'd always had that in the back of my mind and that was about a year ago and then, we just for some reason we were down at the surf club one night and one of the uh, blokes said, oh, do you want to go out to the Greyhounds? So we thought, yes, all the, the kids thought we'd all go out there. So we went to the Greyhounds and had a, a quite an enjoyable night out there. And that's when I thought, oh, maybe we should do something about getting a dog. And we went to a mate's 60th and I, up at Lancelin and I just raised that anyone want to go in a syndicate for a dog. And we'd sold the nine sort of spots that we thought all within about 10 seconds. So um, I just ended up ringing Greyhounds WA and spoke to... Um, to, to Dennis in there and he sort of put me onto a trainer and next thing we know we've we've got a dog <laughs> so it was all all happened pretty quick and it's it's been good fun. Well, why don't you tell us a bit about the trainer, Brad? So Brad Cook, yeah, so he's a he's a really good fella and look, I, I knew nothing about it, so that's what I actually rang Steve Mills um, on Six BR. He he likes his racing, so he put me in touch with Dennis and um, and then Dennis said, look, you, you've got to get a good trainer. So I just sort of just rang Brad out of the blue and said, you know, Dennis told me to give you a call and and he was great and he said, look, he'll he'll look around for a dog. He said it's a bit like uh, buying a car. You might find your your good car on your first weekend or it might take you a few weeks. So I think it probably took him about three weeks and he said he'd found one out in, in Dubbo that seemed to have pretty good lineage and had had a, a couple of um, decent sort of places over there. It was only a young dog and he explained that, you know, the difference between getting a pup versus getting a, a slightly older dog and explained, explained the differences about the sprinters and, uh, and the, the longer running ones and we thought with the budget that we had, uh, a sprinter would be, would be good for us and um, so Brad, yeah, found this dog over in Dubbo and then sort of kept us in touch about where it was when it was coming over, then it landed over here and he let us go out and pat it for its first trial. So everyone got photos with the dog and everyone fell in love with it. So he, he was great. So And Brad, Brad's been really good. So we've been out, it had its maiden run uh, last Wednesday and then ran again last night. So we've been out the last two nights and, and Brad's been terrific. He, he sort of um, he always texts us to let us know what's going on and then he'll come up and see us after the dog's race and, and sort of talk us through it. And when it, it won its first um, outing, which was great, so he, he walked it down to the little um, dice and he let everyone tell us about 
sort of 16 of us all went out and had our photo taken on the track with the dog. So he's been he's been really good, and he's he's embraced the fact that we are novices and we're all very enthusiastic, and he, he's been fantastic. And I think that's very important. A lot of people would probably want to seek ownership in a greyhound but don't know how to go about it. Um, as you said, you just called up Greyhounds WA and they put you onto a trainer. I imagine um, a few trainers would get thrown out in that scenario and it's actually quite easy to do. Um, so it breaks the stigma, really, of it is quite hard to get um, in touch with trainers. Yeah, no, and it was good. And, you know, Greyhounds WA were great. And we thought, yeah, they're, they're the authorities. So they know and they're not going to... You know, they're obviously... Um, they want to make their industry as good as they can, so they're not going to put you in touch with with someone that's not reputable. So, I think you know if you go to Greyhounds WA and, and take their advice on who they suggest, I, I reckon you know you, you you can't really go wrong. Obviously, your dog might not be as quick as you want it to be, but but in terms of getting hold of a good trainer and making sure it's all legal and through the system, and and, and one thing that um, that Brad said, you know, his his main job is to keep the dogs happy. So. It it's, was nice to actually be able to meet him and then see the other dogs. And I met him, we met his wife and we met his daughter. So it all seemed very nice. And as I said, it's, it's been really good fun since. And and Holly keeping the dog that you do own and the first dog that you have owned looks to have a lot um, a bit of ability. Has early speed, which is very important over the 275. Obviously, last night had to do the hard work and try across from eight. But it was a previously a very good winner from box one. Looks like you will have a bit of fun with uh, Holly. Yeah, I think so. It's, it's funny. We've been like we've been owners now for a, for a couple of weeks, but when you talk to us out of the track, it's like we've been doing it for a thousand years. We're all authorities, and we talk about you know the box draw and its early speed. And you know, a month ago we wouldn't have even have heard of those terms, but now we're you know we're the authorities on all things greyhound. So it's been good. But look, yes, that box one, she had a she had a really good run, and and even when it was box eight, I was sort of texting Brad saying, "Oh mate, you know box eight's a bit tough," but he said, "You know that's actually not too bad because if you jammed in the middle." You might have a dog either side that veers one way or the other. So he said, if you if you are out a bit wider, you've got a bit more space and, and you can pick its line. And when I, I do a little, we've got a WhatsApp group to all the um, people who are all from the surf club, and and I, I sort of put it in surf club terms. I said it's like if you if you're in a, a ski race and you're going around the cant and you're in the middle, you can get squashed either side. But if you're on the outside, you've got a bit more room to get around. Everyone goes, oh yeah, I understand. So we're all we're all um, yeah we're all learning, but we try to keep it in surf club terminology to make it a bit um, a bit easier to understand for some of the slower learning members of the of the um, syndicate. Which is like me, I'm actually learning a lot from you here, Mick. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and with uh, Holly Keeping, obviously you own it with a bunch of um, mates from the city of Perth uh, Surf Lifeline Club. I imagine that makes it even better. I know from experience when you do go down the track and your dog wins and you're all together. No matter what percentage you have, it's all the same and everyone cheers and that's the best bit about it. Yeah, it, it, it's been it has been good fun, but the only some of the coaches aren't real happy because on the night that it um, that it had its first trial and we were all very excited. That was the night we had ski training, so we had to, had to leave ski training early, and then for its first night was board training, and everyone had to leave board training early. So the coaches who aren't in the syndicate were starting to think that they'd prefer if the dog raced a little bit later, so the kids can actually finish their training session before they duck out to Cannington. So, as part of the syndicate, are you guys planning on getting out down to as many races as you can? Do you do you all get down there together? What's the sort of you know technique that you take? Yeah, we try to. So we always put it out because um, because we're learning, but we think that it, it kind of comes out around Friday um, when the dogs going to race so we everyone's sort of got the little sports bet account they get on and try to try to see when when it's racing on wednesday but brad always does let us know but everyone likes to try and know a little bit more than the trainer so we try to find out early and then the word just goes around a few of the guys some of the um, guys play water polo 
and that competition's on a Wednesday night, so that'll break over Christmas. So some of those haven't been able to come out because of just a clash of time. We were lucky. My youngest bloke, he plays, and his game was at 8.45, so he could go and watch it run, and then we all rushed down to the pool, and people rush off at different times when they've got to. So the people that, that can get out there, we all try and get out. And we've been lucky. She's been um, running in the $25 Parmian Pint race the last couple of Wednesday nights. So we, all, we go out and we get our free $5 bet and have a palmy and a, and a pint and, and watch a run and then people head off to their other sports. So it's been good. And look, the, the majority of people try and get out. My young fella's down at Leavers at the moment, so he got all his mates and they watched it on TV last night. So it's been um, everyone that can, everyone certainly watches it and those that can get out to the, to the ground actually get out. We watch a couple of races then head home. And that's another positive to Greyhound training. They go around most weeks. Some even go around twice a week. So even if you do miss one week, you've only got a short amount of time before um, Holly Keeper's going to go around again. Yeah, and it's really good. Like, we were really surprised by by the whole um, environment and the atmosphere at, it, at Kennington because it's really, it's really family-friendly, which we didn't think it would... Or we didn't, not we had any real preconceived thing, but I didn't think it would be as family-friendly as it is. So it's got that really nice grass area. And you can, you know, you can take your food and the food gets out really quick so you're not waiting around for too long and you can eat outside if you want. And you can, we were, we ordered our palmy and pint at about 10 to 7 and the dog ran at 7 o'clock. So the food arrived at about 5 to, so we, we ate for three minutes and then sort of ran down to the fence with two minutes to go, watched it race, and then went back up and finished our feed. So it's a really, I like the environment. It's just nice and relaxed and there's no dramas and it's, um, it's actually it's a good it's a good fun night out, and you can stay there for as long as you like. As I said, we normally do three races, then go home. But if you want to stay around for longer, you can. So it's it's, it's been really good fun. Yeah, I, that was my second time down there as well, Mick, and I definitely had a good a good night. I want to ask you about the naming of the dog. Did you guys get to do that as a syndicate, or did it come with a name? Yeah, no, that, we we all thought that we would be able to name the dog, but as as Brad, our trainer, said that. If there are people that follow a dog, they they follow that dog. So if it changes owners, they still want to be able to follow the dog. So the dog's name, Holly Keeping, that came with the dog, but we were able to name our syndicate. So that that, that created enough drama trying to find a syndicate name. So trying to create a dog's name with nine people <laughs> plus the kids that are involved would have been an absolute nightmare. So the name came and we got to pick our syndicate name. What's your na- what's the name of your syndicate? So we called we called the Dog Squad. The Dog but, Squad. Um, <laughs> The dog squad, and if we, but then the other night someone said, "I'll oh, put your house on it." So we thought, if we if we get another, if we have another syndicate, we'd probably call the syndicate "Put Your House on It." But yeah, this one's called on. the dog squad. Yeah, fair mm. enough. All right, let's go back to some of your other hobbies. Callum and I were talking before, and he asked me, "What does it mean to be a modern day poet?" And I read your website, and that's what it says you are. So, what does that mean? Um, well, I, so I write I write poetry about. Well, it's, it's poetry that I can understand. So a lot of stuff that I did at school was, um, I'd call it olden day poetry, and I didn't understand it. So I've called myself a modern day poet because I, I write sort of stories that rhyme. So I've, I've been asked to do a couple of um, poems. I, I've got a, the first sort of ones I got asked to do were for the West Coast Eagles when Glenn Jakovic played his 250th game. So they'd asked me to write a poem about Glenn um, for that. And then I've been asked to, the most recent one I got asked by Tennis Australia, to write one about, um, it was 50 years of open-era tennis and they uh, flew me across, which was very good of them, to the Australian Open and I recited that on Rod Laver Arena with all these luminaries. I had um, Billie Jean King and Martina Navratilova and Lou Hoden, all these, Frank Sedgman, all these great tennis players standing behind me as I recited this poem. So, yeah, so sort of a modern-day poet is just um, 
poetry that your average punter can understand. It's probably the best way to explain it. And do you reckon you could write one for greyhounds for us on here on Go Greyhounds? Oh, I could probably, I could probably do that. Yeah, I could probably do that. I'll leave that with you, and maybe as long, we'll as, I, as, long as I can mention, as long as I can mention Holly Keeping well, and yeah, the dog squad. Well, yeah, I'd be rude if you didn't. <laughs> Mick, last time <laughs> I spoke to you, you were in the middle of a, uh, a ping pong tournament with your wife, a table tennis tournament. Yes. How's that going? Yeah. So it, at the start, at the start of lockdown, we thought we were going to be spending a little bit of time together at home, and um, I don't really like talking to my wife, so I thought, well, what we'll do is we'll. We'll play a game of table tennis. And we thought, because we didn't know how long we were going to be locked down for, we'd play, instead of just playing first to 21, we thought we'd play first to 21,000. So we got stuck into that, very enthusiastic initially, sort of churning out about 300 points a day. Uh, but then the longer it went, the slower we got. And we've ended up, we're at 29,000. Well, she's at 29,000. I'm at 28,000. No, sorry, 20,900. 20, well, I'm at 20,700 and something. So I'm... I'm not going to win, but I'm refusing to play her to finish it because if I don't actually play her, I don't officially lose. Yeah, what's so a good at the moment, at, Yeah, so at the moment, she's on 20,900. But I've, um, I, look, I, we will finish it, but it'll be in my time and because uh, otherwise we're quite competitive, me and the missus, and if it's another victory that she can claim over me, I'll, I'll try and delay that for as long as I possibly can. And one last question before we let you go. Any more dogs on the horizon? Well, I think this one's been a, a, a lot of fun. Obviously, it'll depend. And look, we'd like to try and um, make our money back over the, the two years that we hope we can get Holly running for. And I think that it's... Oh, look, I wouldn't surprise me if we went around again. Obviously, if we have a really bad experience, we wouldn't. But at this stage, it's been very positive. And I think the people that have... There's a lot of people that aren't involved in the syndicate that would like to be involved in it. So I think if, um, if, if either Holly sort of calls it a day and I'm sure she'll end up with one of the syndicate holders because they all, all love her. I wouldn't be surprised if we roll our um, our winnings into a, into another dog because, as I said, it's been good fun. Yeah, it's lots of fun. Thank you so much for joining us. Mick Collis there from the Dog Squad with Holly Keeping. Thanks for your time, Mick. My pleasure, Alexia. Good on you, Callum. Cal, would you, are you looking at getting a, another dog in the near future? I uh, just purchased one. so I, Did you? Yeah, I don't need, don't need another one at the moment. What's it called? I didn't know that. Um, the dog's called Almosa Bill and his uh, kennel name is Bruce. So we've got a lot more dogs to keep talking about with you and your dog squad. Correct. What about a trainer? Any chance of you being a trainer? Uh, probably not, no. All right, Callum, stick around, guys. We'll be joined by David Short and Callum to give us some tips for the upcoming races. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Welcome back to Go Greyhounds, Callum's favourite part of the show where he gets to give you all his tips and tricks and with David Short, of course. David Short, Shorty, thank you for joining us. No worries at all, Lex. Cal, great to be with you guys. How are you doing today? Very well, thank you. I'm excited. Cal's excited and I'm back, which is cool. That is cool. How you been enjoying it? Back in the chair, Lex? Back, back in the chair. And you'll never guess, I actually went down to Cannington last night, Shorty, and spent some time there. So back in strong. Love it. Did you back a winner or two? I won $9. So nothing to write home about, but $9 is $9. <laughs> That's about it's a drink. Paid paid for a coffee this morning. Paid for my coffee, yeah, too. Actually. Excellent, excellent work. You do that every day. You have a bet. You get, you're going to finish a mile in front. That's exactly. good work. Exactly. Free coffee every day. Shorty, what do you have for us this weekend? Let's talk with tonight. Let's uh, start with tonight. 
Yeah, tonight's a, a good program. Looking forward to all the action down there at Mandra for this Thursday card. And um, some nice up-and-comers as well on the program. Obviously, the free-to-all is going to be one of the highlights. Oriental Owen, uh, back to winning form last week. Uh, had a little break and returned straight back into the winner's list. Just been a, an amazing campaigner for such a significant period of time now. and um, Does look really well placed again in the free-for-all this evening. You'd expect it to be getting the cash. Uh, looking for better bets on the program. Landish Boys, a dog that's been on a winning spree in recent times. Race 8, number 8. Uh, should again be getting the cash you'd expect there this evening. Um, I thought that Sobbing Manelli would be certainly well worth looking at as well. Deeper into the card, race 10, number 6. They're the two races that I'll be focusing on. We had a bit of luck with our all-up last week, so I'll just uh, all-up that duo tonight. Hopefully we can get a, a return out of the meeting and then aim up at Friday and Saturday night. Let's go into... F- oh, Callum's got some tips for tonight. He's yelling at me, Shorty. He wants to tell you his tips. Not some tips, but I've got a little, a little stat by Oriental Owen. So... On the 18th of the 6th, 2020, first up over 1.5, after 1.5 months off, he had box eight. He ran 17.22, chased down one last hurrah, winning margin was 0.5 links. Obviously, last week, our first up off two months, box eight, he ran 17.22, chased down one last hurrah, winning by 0.1 length. So anyone that says dogs don't aren't patterned and do the same thing every time, I think that's a great, uh, great piece of uh, evidence. Big time. Yeah, they run you the same race pretty much every time they go to the track. It's just the variable being what happens around them. And that's a, that's something for everyone to remember when they sit and do their form. And people often say, oh, it's all a bit of a raffle. It's not. They're one of the most consistent forms that you can bet on anywhere in the world. I feel like I've learnt heaps today from about dogs. All right, let's move into Friday night. Callum, why don't you start with your tips for Friday night? Um, Friday night, I quite liked... Uh, race one, Roy Spinelli thought it was a very easy race. Vacant to the outside would suit. And race nine, I quite like Myrtle Manelli. Drawn down in box one will be suitable. Fairly easy race. Not a lot of speed to the outside. Thought it could be going on with the win. Shorty, what about you? Yeah, they yeah, they look well placed, uh, both of those runners. There, there's a few runners on this program that I think are going to be pretty short price favourites and will take some. Benny Planet Ox is a dog early that looks like it's going place. It'll be too short to back, but it's worth just following through the grades. Really nice young dog. Mold Marcus looks well placed in race four. Uh, looking for better bets. I thought race five, number eight, Remy Manelli in a really open race. Could run a cheeky race. Good record from wide draws. Um, well placed. Can uh, give a bit of cheek at what should be each way odds. Race five, the pink runner, Remy Manelli. I thought race six, number one, try catch me. Uh, went just outside best of night last time out. Comes up with box one where it should be able to punch up hard on the fence and take a little bit of running down from there. So uh, my best two value-wise, race five, number eight, Remy Manelli, and race six, number one, try catch me. Have you got anything for race number four? We did mention it earlier in the show. And uh, Callum's backing Sir Monty. Uh, yeah, it's an interesting race. I think Sir Monty, who defeated Starbuck last time out and um, Buster the Brute in the same race, was very good off that uh, very familiar draw last week for Buster. I, I think Sir Monty can probably roll Starbuck, but not a race I'll be betting into. I thought the second of the anniversary cup heats was pretty tough as well, but Sunset Spitfire looking to make it 11 straight in race number six is obviously the, the real highlight of the program. Looking forward to that. Um my Greyhound Jumbo Jet can make it two on the bounce on Saturday night. He was very good last week from a wide draw. Comes up with just a six-dog field in race number 11. And uh, I thought if 
you could reproduce that run from last week. You'd be getting the cash. So a uh, bit of confidence about Jumbo Jet to uh, get onto the tarmac and deliver for the punters on Saturday night, race 11, number one. Um, yeah, he just looks really well placed, I thought, going into that race on Saturday night. And I thought the value play, race seven, number five, Steve Minnelli. Uh, he was runner-up behind Sunset Spitfire last week. And if you can reproduce that run, he should be right there in the mix again, guys. 11. Not bad, is it? 11. Yeah, 11. 11 out of 11. It was the perfect 10 last week. This is probably one of the tougher assignments up to a heat of the anniversary cup. And just there's been dwelling a little bit of box rise, but once it gets a few steps in, it's just a, got amazing acceleration and um, looks every chance off the inside to boot up and be really hard to beat again. I think the good thing here is that Veyron Star and Chevy's entry are both dogs that like to use a little bit of the track as well. So even if it does dwell, it should go straight down to the rail and it must as like I've never seen. I mean, when it ran 5.33 at Cannington two starts ago, that was on a slow track and it missed the start completely and just went straight through them. Um, it, if it ever pings out, I dread to think what it would go early over the 5.20. And even last week, Steve Manelli actually began pretty well, and it just gave it windburn on the way through. Steve stuck on really well after that, but just that sort of 60-metre burst of acceleration when it does balance up, unbelievable. Uh, we haven't seen too many dogs like it here in WA over you know a 45-year period, so looking forward to seeing the continual, um, I guess, progression of Sunset Spitfire and whether or not it can make it 11 straight this week. Well, Shorty, thank you for joining us here on Go Greyhounds. We look forward... To having to speaking to you again next week. Thank you for your tips, David Short. There from Tab Touch. Cal, this weekend is a bit exciting for you because we're hoping that Buster gets a win. Yeah, I don't think he will though. Box seven's tricky. Maps looks awful. Well, uh, listening to David Short, there he backed his dog pretty well and truly. So maybe you should take a leaf out of his book. Just on some tips tonight. Race nine, I like Ace Ace Chaser. Um, I think he can definitely win. The ones a very slow beginner. It's drawn two. Should get down to the rail and. It's performed over 380, back to 302 should suit. And race 10, number six, Sobbing Minnelli. Has had box one last two starts. Don't think it's necessarily a dog that really likes box one. Drawn out in six tonight will be suited. Can show early speed, should be leading and should be winning. And And that's all we have time for here on Go Greyhounds. Join us next week. We'll see you then. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson.